Hello, my name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and welcome to Patient Stories, episodes about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Today, a short story where some past diagnoses can be fraught with defenses against guilty pleasures. One of the most rewarding practices I had years ago was when I served at a military hospital on the East Coast. I saw mostly general patients at the time, and often spouses of those serving both domestically and abroad. Mrs. T was one of those patients. Her husband was a young lieutenant and was currently stationed about 30 miles away from the clinic, which allowed her to be seen with us as opposed to finding a doctor in her local area. She was a young woman in her early 30s with a quiet demeanor. She had had headaches for years and had been diagnosed with migraines by a doctor at a different military institution where her husband had been stationed in the past. Regretfully, her chart noted that she had been refracted to most of the standard medication we use for this condition. But now, she needed follow-up due to her husband's new assignment. As we went through her history, she had the classic childhood experiences which would suggest a migraine. Ice cream headaches, which she called brain freeze, significant motion sickness on rides at amusement parks, episodic abdominal pains without explanation, and, later on in her teenage years, scintillation in her vision, which were periodic, and finally, very severe throbbing headaches that were associated with nausea and the need to retire to a quiet and dark environment for hours. Initially, she had been treated with abortive medication, that is, one used just for the times when she had a headache, but then her neurologist put her on prophylactic medications due to the frequency of her headaches. While she noted that at best they reduced her headaches by half, she was still having about 10 severe headaches a month, which were incapacitating and required her to miss work, which was as a receptionist at a local business. Her previous neurologist had been diligent in doing evaluations, and I could see the thought processes of moving from agent to agent to try to get Mrs. T's headaches under control, with only a modicum of success. I asked the patient why she thought there were such problems with getting her headaches under control, and also queried her on what might worsen the headaches. To both questions, she said she just didn't know, She was pointed in saying she didn't smoke or drink or do drugs, and she tried to keep a regular schedule, as much as a working mom of two could do. We went through the approaches from before, and with that, formulated a plan for changing medication and potentially adding on other types of therapy if needed. So we changed her medications, tapering her off carefully when bringing up the other medication to avoid any withdrawal, and tried that for three months. No effect. We started behavioral therapy along with the medications. That had only a minor effect on severity, but not frequency, of her headaches. Then we changed medications again, keeping the behavioral therapy without real change. This went on for about a year with minimal success and some adverse events with some of the medications that required us to switch off quickly to another class of agents. At the one-year anniversary of my first meeting, Mrs. T, she entered my clinic again, by not having really changed her frequency of migraines. Frustrated, I went back to the beginning and went into more detail about her history and what had been done. I asked her what her day was like and to go through a typical one for me. As we were discussing her case, she noted the toothpaste she used, the type of bottled water she took to work, the perfume she occasionally used, all of which I wrote down. Offhand, she then said, and when I fixed dinner for the kids, I have a Dove bar with caramel. That's my guilty pleasure. And she smiled sheepishly. I stopped, asking her, was this occasional or more consistent? Well, 
I will only admit this to you, doctor. It's pretty much every night. I paused, wanted to smack my hand onto my head. Well, Mrs. T, I said, while everyone is different, and some people, chocolate can make your headaches either come on or worsen. Did I not ask you about whether coffee or chocolate or red wine made things worse? Mrs. T said patiently that she didn't drink coffee or wine, and she's never stopped her chocolate consumption, so how could she, she think that this could make things worse? Of course she had a point. If she'd always been eating chocolate, and I'd asked her whether she could identify things were worse, they of course would not be. They'd be the same. I was thinking, we'd gone through a year of changes in the treatment approaches, and if this was the case, it was because I'd asked the question and interpreted the answer wrong. Suffice to say, with some effort and cajoling, I was able to get Mrs. T to stop her chocolate consumption, which initially worsened her headaches, probably due to withdrawal, but then improved her headaches over several weeks. In fact, we were able to revert her back to abortive therapy rather than prophylactic therapy. And her solution to the chocolate fixation was to change to another sweet, Swedish fish. She did ask me beforehand whether this would cause migraines. I could only note that I had read no paper that suggested that there was any association. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.